welcome to this month's edition of Sounds from Scotland, coming to you from New York. I'm Camilla Hellman, and I'm delighted that you're joining us today as we will be hearing from some leading performers who will be taking part in the Fringe next month. First of all, we're going to be hearing from Raintown, an award-winning duo that we've been very um, inspired by over the last few years, um, keeping an eye on them. And we're delighted to report that they're going to be touring quite extensively throughout the United Kingdom in the weeks to come. With a new album soon to be released, let's now hear from Raintown. And the track we're going to hear from them is If This Were a Love Song. <laughs> Love song is singing right This was a story 
a story in black and white If this was a heart it would beat in time with yours tonight Marjorie Stewart here for the dance segment of the American Scottish Foundation's podcast, Sounds from Scotland. We're chatting with Heather McCabe, an inspirational dancer who began her Highland dance career as an adult. She worked hard, excelled quickly, and competes and performs often. She's proof that it's never too late to start something new. Hello, Heather. Hi, Marjorie. Thank you so much for having me on. How did you start Highland dancing? Well, I'd seen Highland Dance before because, among other things, I'm a giant fan of the New York City Tartan Day Parade, so I'd been going to that since 2004. I'd seen the dancing. I loved the tartans. I love, I love the knee socks. I was a Catholic school girl. I love knee socks. Um, I really love bagpipe music. I love drone music of several sorts, but bagpipes, the ne plus ultra of music, in my opinion. Um, I'd been going to the Fairhill Highland Games in Maryland since I was in college, so I'd, I'd been around the Scottish idiom a bit, but I knew nothing about it. Um, I was actively looking for another way to start dancing again because I had been taking tap and clogging um, out of just this abundance of enthusiasm because as a child I never had dance classes. We moved around a lot in the military. So I was looking for more dancing. Lo and behold, I met Marjorie Stewart in January 2018 at a Caledonian club event. Uh, we became friends really quickly, and I was so inspired to learn that she was an adult Scottish dancer. It was so exciting to me to not only like, know the name for what this kind of dancing was, but to meet someone approximately my age who, who was doing it and who got into it as an adult. Uh, she told me when the lessons were, and I got very excited. The very next day, I signed up and started going to lessons with Kendra Monroe, the teacher, uh, who still teaches on... Zoom now because she moved to North Carolina. Um, you can still take classes with her and I still do. She's wonderful. Um, and I became hooked. I loved the mix of being able to be expressive and also having to be regimented and very precise um, at the same time. It, it really attracted me because there were such concrete goals to shoot for in terms of each dance and how to execute the movements and um, and it also requires a lot of strength and energy, stamina, all of that. I was very attracted to it, and on a weekly basis, I went to class without even knowing it was a competitive dance form. <laughs> I just thought, oh, this is fun, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn this. When it all really changed for me is when I learned that all of the standards and rules I'd been learning for these dances existed because oh, guess what, they're competition dances and people are competing these. I didn't even know that when I started. It wasn't until I went to a week-long dance workshop in Ohio and the teacher asked us all what level we were. I didn't even know what to say other than I knew I was a beginner. I was the only one at the whole place who didn't compete at all. And everyone gave me a funny look, like, what are you here for? But 
no, they were still very, very, you know, accepting and welcoming. I didn't feel like too much of an outsider, other than the fact that I was an adult. Um, and that's when I realized I should start putting these to use. I should start competing. Suddenly I was filled with so much excitement that I hadn't even felt before I realized that I could compete with these dances. And part of that was because I knew that working to compete would help me get better. And the thought that I could be actually, maybe one day, even good at these complicated dances just made me so excited. I just felt revved up and so motivated with something I hadn't ever felt in my life because I've never really been a competitor in anything at all. So to come at this pretty late in life, and I'm saying that without telling you how old I am, but uh, <laughs> you can take your guesses. Um, it, was, it was a really fun experience that made me realize there's so, I mean, I've always known there's more to life than I'll ever get to experience, and I'll never learn everything or get to do everything I want to do, but this just you know, opened up this, this whole world of, wait a minute, there's all this opportunity and all this fun, all this joy, all this growth that I didn't even identify before I'd started taking these dance classes. What is it like competing as an adult? Competing as an adult Highland dancer takes a lot of self-acceptance and patience and a sense of humor because you'll be up there competing against people who are not just half your age, but way younger than that, at least for me, you know, I could be up there, there might be a seven-year-old on one side of me, there might be a 10-year-old on the other side of me. Um, if you're really lucky, maybe there's a 12-year-old, and then if there are enough, maybe they'll make a 12 and over age group. And that, you know, is an attempt to level the playing field a little bit. But in reality, for me, like everyone I compete against is usually decades younger. <laughs> Not exaggerating. Um, I'm very happy to have one dance friend in my category who's maybe 15 years younger than I am, but nevertheless, like, uh, yeah, everyone's a lot younger. So um, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. You have to be able to embrace the feeling of absurdity while also really keeping your focus and, and trying to dance your best. Everyone on that stage is trying to dance their best and, and not just win, but feel like they're giving it their, their all, giving it their best shot. You know, the eight-year-old next to you uh, is trying to dance with the same goals and precision that you are. It's, um, I, I really respect that. I really love seeing these kids try so hard. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily feel like it's a weird situation anymore. I've kind of gotten used to it. Regardless of feeling like an anomaly in my level at these competitive dance events, because I'm usually the only adult in my category, I really appreciate watching these kids because they're so dedicated and they're so goal-focused. You see it on their faces. They're just so absorbed in what they're doing. They want to do their best and some of them are extraordinary dancers and they're carrying a tradition forward that I didn't even know about when I was a child. It's just, it's wonderful to be a part of it. Um, I'd never won a competition until March 2023, just a month ago, and I still can't believe it happened. It still feels like this surreal experience. I never would have anticipated winning a competition. And where have you been performing? But I've really loved the workshops I've found around the country. I've really loved traveling to uh, Highland Games competitions around the country. I, uh, I can't recommend that enough. If you love to travel and if you love to compete, 
And if you love to hear the bagpipes for eight hours straight, go to Highland Games wherever you can find them. It's um, an uplifting experience. It's, it's really the best, the best time you can have, in my opinion. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Heather, and for being an inspiration to us all. Marjorie, thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to dancing with you soon. American Scottish Foundation Sounds from Scotland podcast. I'm Cameron Steer and this is my segment where I'm still learning how to do the bagpipes and I'm still learning my basic scale. Uh, the words, uh, my instructors actually, um, Bruce and <laughs> Bruce, Gary and Andrew, we had a word at the last practice all about actually practicing and no matter you know, if you're a dad like I am, a husband, you've got work schedule at nights, you've got to still squeeze it in. So we put together a comprehensive practice plan not really but I'm trying to hit an hour of practice a day now instead of the like 15 minutes or 30 minutes I was hit before so I feel personally in this last week I've made a lot of progress I'll let you guys be the judge of that but first, <laughs> but first I'm going to show you the scale and then some grace notes so we'll start with the, uh, the basic scale still Keen ears, some keen eared pipers might hear some crossing noises in there still, so that's what I'm trying to eliminate on that switch over from the top hand to the bottom hand. Here we go. I wasn't supposed to do that last note, but I felt like it. <laughs> oh, need to breathe. That was a good one, I'm happy with that. Last scale run, let's see how I do. Oh, that wasn't a good one. Missed the hole. A little bit too quick. 
Wow, would, that would do. Well, I'm out of breath because I still am not breathing. Sorry, Bruce. Sorry, Andrew. Sorry, Gary. I'm still working on the breathing part, <laughs> which is probably a good habit to have, especially when you try to fill a bag at the later stage. But look at this. It's hot. So before I pass out from oxygen exhaustion, heat exhaustion coupled, happy 4th of July, everybody. There's my family in the dock as well. That's what it's all about. So I hope you're all having a great time with your families as well. Um, now it's time for me to for you to give for me to give you my sorry my son's on the dock he's distracting my wife there <laughs> shouting dad dad mama now is the time for me to give you my monthly highlight of of an artist of a song that I've been loving listening to recently so this one goes out to my friends Roddy Hart and the Lonesome Fire also out to Andy Lucas who is a very good friend of mine and a very good pianist as well so um yeah hope you enjoy Violet by them it's a great song. And thanks for listening to Sounds from Scotland. I'm Cameron Steer. Till next time. In a dream that I awoke
So please join us. Plan, and so do plan to join us the third Sunday of the month for the Sounds from Scotland. You can catch up at any time or just plug in to our Scots in Us playlist, which is to found on any of your favourite platforms, or on the Facebook video, which will be carrying this too. Share with your friends, and if you would like to know more about the American Scottish Foundation, please visit our website. AmericanScottishFoundation.org, where you can learn how you can get involved or become a member, a great way to support us and to help us. And we'll also be at several Highland Games in the coming weeks. So go to our website where you can catch up and find out about all the Highland Games and highlighting the ones we also will be attending. Go to AmericanScottishFoundation.org and click on magazine and there there is a list of the highland games we're going to be attending and featuring in your area do support them they need all the support now they can several have still disappeared on us and so let's really make sure we give them lots of support thank you for joining us today and to speaking to you soon <laughs>